Welcome to the Pisces Full Moon. This is Emily Trinkis. Today is August 25th, 2023. And for about the next 45 minutes, we're going to dive into the full moon that peaks Wednesday, August 30th at 9.36 p.m. Eastern Time. And this is the third in a series of four consecutive super full moons. And a super full moon happens when the full moon coincides with the moon's closest proximity to Earth. So the moon is going to be extra big and bright, and the feelings that come with the full moon are likely to also be supersized. And, you know, the full moon is the peak of every month, peak energy, peak emotions, and a super full moon just cranks up the volume on all of that. That's a very powerful time, a powerful time for revelations and healing and releasing what's not serving us. And of course, I will get into all the details about what this particular full moon is asking of us. And as we get started, just taking a moment to say hello to your body. We moved into Virgo season on Wednesday, the 23rd. That was the sun moving into Virgo. And Virgo is connected with the digestive system and specifically the small intestine. So the part of us that's discerning what do we keep, what's healthy for us, what's nourish, nourishing and nurturing and good for us, and what do we need to poop on out. And this relates not only to what we're taking in physically, but what we're taking in emotionally, mentally, uh, spiritually. Um, and this is a time of really listening to our bellies to discern what's, you know, how, how healthy is our diet in all these different realms. So just connecting with your belly, maybe putting a hand on your belly, inviting your belly to soften so that you can feel what's going on there and just saying hello to whatever might be stirring in your belly brain. And then Pisces, the opposite sign, every full moon activates a polarity, a sign polarity, and the sign opposite Virgo is Pisces, and Pisces rules the feet. So also saying hello to your feet, and uh, you might want to give yourself a little foot massage uh, around the full moon could be a great time to go get a foot massage a reflexology session, um, really love up your feet, they do so much for us. And um, Pisces also rules the lymphatic system, which is like the garbage collection system in the body that removes toxins. And um, around this full moon, this is also a great time to cleanse or detox. The Virgo-Pisces axis is an axis of purification, also an axis of health and healing, health and illness. And where Virgo is more more about the physical, you know, my, what are we eating, the kind of physical aspects of health and healing, um, our daily routines, how we're caring for our bodies, exercise, that kind of thing. Pisces has a lot to do with our emotional health, and also our spiritual health, and the power of um, spiritual healing, the power of meditation and prayer, and working on that invisible, uh, more subtle realm of energy. Okay, so um, I want to share the card that I picked for this full moon. I was drawn to the Mayan Oracle by Ariel Spilsbury and Michael Breiner. And as I share the card, I just invite you to stay connected with your body, with your breath, keeping your belly soft, maybe giving yourself a little foot massage if your hands are free. Um, and the card I picked is E-Mish. It looks like I-Mix, but it's pronounced E-Mish. And I put some of the card description on the Substack page, and I want to share a part that I did not put up there. I want to share the part about shadow wisdom, because I think this really speaks to some of what could be coming up at this full moon. So here's what she says. In the shadow of Emish are found issues of trust. Do you lack trust in the universe to nurture you and provide what is needed for your journey? Do you feel unsupported in your life or caught in the struggle created by expectations? 
any apparent lack of support actually bears a gift. You are being given a push in the direction of your primary being. Open your connection to the source of life. Trust in the wisdom and abundance of the life force. And I'm going to interrupt here to say that, that this is part of the essence of Pisces, is trust. Pisces is the source, um, the ocean of consciousness from which all life emerges. So a full moon in Pisces is calling us back to the source and really highlighting our relationship with source and whether or not we trust in the mysterious flow of life, because Pisces is often mysterious and can be paradoxical. And again, this is the realm of subtle energy, the invisible. Okay, back to the card. Trust does not mean acting blindly without awareness or waiting without action. It means moving forward with whatever manifests in your world. Primal trust implies the understanding that there are no mistakes and no victims, only learning, gifts, and growth processes on the way to remembering our wholeness. And this is, again, a very um, uh, relevant Pisces teaching because the distortion of Pisces is victim consciousness. And high vibe Pisces is unity consciousness, or as the card says, wholeness, which is another way to think about that. Um, in the shadow of Emish are also feelings of unworthiness to receive or feelings of discomfort when others give to you. Feelings of unworthiness can stem from many places, but the truth is that you are intrinsically worthy to receive just because you are. Love just is, and because love is neither given nor taken, but rather discovered and allowed, you are a natural part of the circulation of its energy. You are being asked to step into the primal waters of your being to discover the core of your self-acceptance, your intrinsic value, your wholeness. Find the source of your emotions. Directly communicate with, or directly communicate your truth. Explore and honestly express your feelings, desires, and dreams. Okay, all super relevant and useful for this Pisces full moon. And the, you know, the last word in that card description is dreams. And that's another important thing to keep in mind in Pisces land, because this is a time when our dream world is heightened, when there are more messages and guidance and wisdom available through the dream time. So this is a really fantastic time to pay attention to your dreams, to keep a dream journal, to ask your dreams for guidance before you go to sleep. Um, there's a lot that's coming in, again, from that subtle level, from the level of the unconscious. So this full moon is the peak of a cycle that started with the Leo new moon on August 16th. And that new moon was in a, an exact square to Uranus, the planet of revolution and liberation. And I was thinking about this new moon, this Leo new moon, as a radical quantum leap into our creative power, Leo. Um, and so if that's what this lunar cycle is about, then this full moon, this full moon in Pisces, is a lot about revealing what's in the way of our creative power. What is happening at an unconscious level that's blocking us or limiting us from knowing and owning and stepping into and expressing that creative power? What do we need to heal, to release, to surrender in order to be the creator gods and goddesses we were born to be? And just as the new moon was in a square to Uranus, so setting off this very Uranian cycle, and Uranian cycle, like a cycle where quantum leaps are possible, where breakthroughs are possible, really calling us into this revolutionary energy. Um, I think it's interesting, this card talks a lot about self-worth and worthiness. 
And Uranus is now in Taurus, the sign of self-love and self-worth. And Uranus wants us to break through the unworthiness program, as I've been talking about since Uranus went into Taurus in 2018. This is about really up-leveling our own sense of how we value ourselves and how we love ourselves. And, you know, in order to bring us into a more beautiful life and world and know that we're worthy of that. Um, So big breakthrough lunar cycle here and the Uranian breakthroughs are continuing because Uranus is now stationing. Uranus is going to turn retrograde just before this full moon. And as Uranus, excuse me, stations, which means it appears to stand still in the sky, we're getting a very big dose of that Uranian energy. And this is really in effect like a week before and a week after the station. So all throughout, you know, leading up to, during, after this full moon, very Uranian. And so big breakthroughs are available. Um, Revelations, again, full moons are always times of potential revelations, especially super full moons. And we've got the Uranian revolution happening as well. So I'm going to come back to talking about um, Uranus as I talk about how the planets are relating to each other at this full moon, but just to come back to a full moon in Pisces and this uh, polarity of Virgo and Pisces. So Virgo season, when the sun is in Virgo, this is that like back to school vibe, right? Like we're coming out of lazy Leo season, lounging about in the sun. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I've had a kind of a lazy Leo season, but Virgo is like, okay, we're getting back to work. There's things to do, things to take care of. But we've got kind of a weird Virgo season happening because just as the sun went into Virgo on the same day, Mercury, which is the planet that rules Virgo, went retrograde. So it's not, at least for me, um, it's not the like, woohoo, here we go, Virgo season, getting shit done. It's been more like, oh shit, I'm behind on everything and moving kind of slowly and uh, nothing's perfect the way I want it to be. I'm not in control. Oh no. Okay, so so Virgo's a little bit, you know, we're not, Virgo's not so much, not as on its game, shall we say, as as some of us might prefer it to be. Um, And in this polarity to Pisces, you know, where Virgo wants to be in control and be on top of everything and get her all done, Pisces is about surrender, seeing the bigger picture. Virgo can get very caught up in the details, in the weeds, what's not working, what's wrong with this picture. Pisces is where we zoom out and see the forest for the trees, We see that higher perspective, the divine perspective, Um, and this is also where we surrender to a bigger flow of life. Again, Pisces, the source, pure consciousness. Um, And in that Virgo-Pisces polarity, this is, you know, Virgo wants to bring things down to earth and manifest and um, bring the, the dream and the vision and our spiritual ideals into our day-to-day reality. So the Pisces full moon, which, you know, activates this polarity, can really show us how are we doing in terms of living our spiritual ideals, um, bringing our dreams into our daily reality. Or do we feel like our day-to-day reality is a grind and I'm just checking items off my to-do list one thing after another and I'm so busy I can't even think about whatever and then I flip into the opposite and just have to escape Pisces and go off into la-la land um, because I've exhausted myself over Virgoing it, right? So Obviously, we want to be more in a more balanced or integrated state. And actually, integration, I think, is a really big theme right now. And part of the reason I'm saying that is because we have all of this, uh, we have a lot of retrograde energy right now, as I'll talk about not only Mercury, but several other planets. And that can be a time of, of integration, like a lot of things have happened in the world, in our personal lives, created some things, moved forward, and now it's like, whoa, my body needs to catch up with that, or my feelings need to catch up with that. There's a lot to feel. There's a lot to process. 
We need to slow down to really take it all in and digest, right? Virgo, digest what's happened. Um, again, digestion on all kinds of levels. Okay, so and since Mercury is retrograde, you know, our ability to figure it all out and be on top of everything and be in control is it's a bit compromised. So we're being called to lean more into Pisces, right? So if we can't figure it out and analyze and all of that, and, you know, and one of the ideas with Mercury being retrograde is all the information isn't in yet. So we might just not know. There might be a lot of unknowns, uh, known unknowns and unknown unknowns, whatever that saying was. Um, so this is where we want to lean into Pisces, into the bigger picture, into um, our guides, our angels, our infinite selves, our spiritual selves um, for that well, one for trust, as as the card talks about, like having trust that when I need to know, I will know. And if I don't know, I don't know. And it's okay not to know right now. And if we're sort of working too hard to try to figure it out, we're probably just going to be more confused. So I think it's better to just say, hey, I don't know. Universe, great mystery. God, God is divine show me, you know, to just to ask for support. And this is a really powerful time to receive support from the, whatever we want to call it, Pisces rules the ineffable, right? It's everything we don't really have words for, but we feel it, we sense it. So to ask for support from our infinite selves or from the spirit realm, from great mystery, um, that this is not a time to kind of push and figure it out and will our way forward, but more, okay, I'm open, I'm, I'm receiving, I'm here, show me, show me the way. Because um, there's a lot of connection that's opening up with our spirit selves at this full moon. This is a beautiful opening into that, that subtle, mysterious, dreamy, uh, dream time kind of realm. And we do, you know, probably need some slowing down and rest time and spaciousness to be able to access it. If we're too busy running around in Virgo land, we're going to miss it. We can't hear it. Um, now, this full moon is activating Saturn because Saturn is in Pisces and this full moon is happening very close to Saturn. So this is a great check-in with Saturn in Pisces. This is the first full moon in Pisces that we've had since Saturn went into Pisces. Saturn went into Pisces in the beginning of March and during the new moon in Pisces cycle. So this full moon is really bringing us back to that new moon cycle. And the Pisces new moon happened on February 20th. And looking back at the chart for February 20th, all the planets were moving forward then. All the planets were direct. Um, right now, almost all the planets are retrograde. We're in a very opposite time. So you can think back to what was happening back in February, back at the end of February. And then during that lunar cycle, again, that's when Saturn first moved into Pisces. I think it was March 7th, I think. Um, and so this is like a check-in point. This, this time now is referring back to late February, early March. What got started then? You know, all the planets moving forward. There's a lot of momentum then. A lot of planets retrograde now. It can be like completing something that was starting started then. You know, retrogrades are great times for completing unfinished business. Not a great time to start something brand new, but great time for the, the redo, the refinement. Refinement is a good Virgo word. Um, refining what got started then, clarifying, oh, I need to go back and get some more information about that. Um, so so you want to think about, yeah, what's what's been going on since that time period since late February, early March, and thinking about how's it going? How's it going with Saturn in Pisces? How are we doing with this? <laughs> Saturn continues in Pisces until early 2026. So we've got, you know, we've got a couple years of Saturn in Pisces, and this full moon is our, like, it's really showing us how's that going? Okay, so how's it going in Pisces land? So what do we want to be checking in with? We're checking in with how are we honoring 
our intuition, right? Saturn, you know, Saturn is the principle of necessity. So whatever uh, sign Saturn is moving through, it's like, okay, it's necessary to really deal with this sign, you know, with what this sign represents. So one of the things Pisces represents is our deep intuition, our relationship with our soul self, our spiritual self, our deep inner guidance. So while Saturn's in Pisces, we're being tested around how are we honoring our intuition? And by honoring, I mean trusting it and acting on it, right? Are we listening to that little voice? Are we receiving the messages from our deep self and then are we dismissing them like, well, that doesn't make any sense or well, everyone else thinks this or so-and-so said not to do, you know, the, sometimes listening to our spiritual inner voice sounds like crazy town, you know, but um, there's wisdom there. Are we trusting it? How are we manifesting our spiritual ideals? You know, Saturn has a lot to do with how we manifest in our physical reality. So in Pisces, this is about walking our talk. Like, do we say like, well, I believe in love and peace and whatever. It's like, okay, well, how are you living your day-to-day -day life? And, you know, how's that working for you? Um, with Pisces as the sign of the unconscious, Saturn in Pisces is really showing us what's what's actually going on at the unconscious level. And again, this full moon is lighting that up, really helping us to see how are we sabotaging ourselves through what's hidden, right? How What's happening in the unconscious. Our conscious mind says one thing, you know, I, I'm creating abundance, I'm creating beauty, I'm, you know, we can say our affirmations or whatever with our conscious mind, but what's the unconscious mind saying? Is the unconscious saying, I'm unworthy, I'll never get what I want, life is unfair, whatever those messages were that might have been implanted when we were we ones and, you know, got stuck in the subconscious. So Saturn wants to help us really clarify what's happening at the unconscious level so that we can remove it, so that we can release that, so that we can heal that, so we can alchemize that, integrate that, right? So this full moon is really shining the light on that. Like I said, what's, you know, what's, what's blocking us from being in our power and being in our um, creative expression? Um, and another big theme with Pisces that Saturn is really asking of us is endings, right? Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. And so it's about how do we do endings? How do we release and let go and surrender and navigate death at death of, you know, literal death, but also the metaphorical, the many metaphorical deaths we go through in our lifetimes. Because when Saturn moves into Aries, Neptune is also going to move into Aries. Saturn and Neptune move into Aries simultaneously, um, and this happens 2025 to 2026. And both planets moving into the first sign of the zodiac, two slow-moving planets simultaneously moving into the first sign of the zodiac, that is going to be a massive rebirth. So to prepare for that rebirth, there's a lot we need to let go of. And you know, uh, well, as we know, our culture is not great at doing grief, at doing letting go, at doing the closing out process. Uh, I think that's been changing. I think Neptune in Pisces has been helping that change over the past several years with things like grief rituals and grief groups, people getting more conscious of the need to grieve. But, you know, this full moon is asking us, how are we doing with the letting go process? Is there something we need to grieve? And this full moon is really helping that process because it's bringing up a lot of feelings. You know, full moon is going to bring up a lot of feelings. Pisces is a very sensitive sign. It's a water sign. So if you just feel like crying a lot, good. You know, um, crying is a way to dissolve and dissipate the old energies. And that's part of our assignment here. So this could be a good time to just like watch some sad movies, you know, if you have a hard time getting in touch with those tears, um, help, help them along, help them move along. Crying is a very, very good use of this full moon, letting yourself grieve. And it could be, you know, it could be grieving something that happened years ago. 
right? You know, and often, at least in my experience, like in the midst of going through a death or something really traumatic in the moment, there isn't time or capacity to feel all the feelings. And so that might need to wait. And hey, now's a perfect time. Now's a great time, great time to grieve. Yay. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're checking in with Saturn and Pisces. And part of Saturn and Pisces too is really the power of the invisible realm. So a time to really honor like all the things that are going on that we can't perceive with our five senses. I think it's, it's funny. I, I've had, there's a book that um, someone recommended to me and that I've had for a couple of months at least. And I just picked it up the other day and started reading it. It's called um, Summer with the Leprechauns. Yeah, I think it's Summer with the Leprechauns. I'm trying to see the title upside down over there. Um, but it's, it's all about uh, this woman who goes off to Ireland and she, her intention is to do this silent retreat you know, by herself to become enlightened. And she she rents this cottage where these leprechauns are living and they start talking to her. And, you know, instead of her solo meditation to become enlightened, she ends up in this, you know, crash course to learn about the elementals. And so, you know, this book is all about the elementals, the, the leprechauns, the fairies, those invisible, to most of us, uh, nature spirits who are doing so much that we don't even acknowledge most of us um so that's that's pisces land and i think that's very pisces virgo as well i think the elementals are very pisces virgo because they're they're workers virgo and they're working in and with nature and they're also pisces they're also on you know existing on another dimension that most of us are not aware of so saturn and pisces really um wanting us to acknowledge the the power of tuning into the invisible realm. And and again, there's something very useful around this full moon about getting quiet, tuning in, maybe spending time in nature, talk, you know, even if, well, maybe you're someone who can see the fairies or the leprechauns, but even if you can't, just saying hello to them and saying hello to all the invisible beings um, saying hello to the ancestors, saying hello to the angels, and just you know knowing that this full moon is a, an open doorway into that realm, and we can you know consciously work with it, and that can be really helpful. We don't have to, you know, that if we're over Virgo and not enough Pisces, it's like thinking we have to do it all ourselves, and it's such a struggle and hard work, and it's like yes, and there is support. There is support from the other side, but we have to ask for it um, and we have to tune into it. Okay. So, and, and I also do want to say that, you know, the full moon, the moon represents our emotional body and the full moon, you know, very strong emotions happening. And since this full moon is together with Saturn, we it, it brings, it can bring sort of a heavier Saturnian feeling. Um, so, you know, Saturn is, the sort of dynamic of Saturn is pressure. And so we can feel a lot of pressure. And that can even feel oppressive or depressive, kind of wah-wah. And we want to, you know, be aware of where we might be kind of defaulting into more of the like, poor me, victim-y. I mean, that could be something to just like, like give yourself some space to feel like if you are feeling really like, oh, life sucks and it's all so hard and nothing's working the way I want it to. Like give yourself a half hour or an hour, or whatever, to just have a full on pity party, you know, like lean into it. Give your victim a little celebration of um, wah wah and and then move on, you know, like feel what's what what's actually happening. Let yourself feel that helplessness or you know, just everything is hard. Wah. Let yourself feel it all and and know that there is support. There is support out there um, from your invisible friends. And that's something available to, to lean into. You don't have to stay stuck. I don't recommend staying stuck in the pity party. But, you know, if you need to throw yourself a little pity party, I think that's all right, too. Um, 
So Saturn is also the planet of responsibility, right? So this is like, okay, how do we take responsibility for what's happening at that deep inner level, that deep unconscious level? And, you know, since Pisces also, you know, the distortion of Pisces is avoidance, escapism. I think this full moon is also showing us, okay, what have we avoided, procrastinated, where have we been in denial? What do we have to deal with? What needs to be taken care of? And there might be a lot like that's I'm I'm feeling it with this Mercury retrograde. I'm like, ah, I'm behind on everything and nothing is perfect and I'm not in control. Okay, that's all right. There's some things to catch up on and that's all right. And we can move slowly and again, ask for help. You know, spiritual support is available here. Um, and I think part of this, um, Mercury retrograde and a, a lot of this retro energy in the chart can be a lot about just making adjustments, you know, like uh, Pisces can be connected with a sense of overwhelm, like that could be a feeling that comes into the sort of inundation, a tidal wave of like, it's all too much and I'll never get it done, Wah. But, but that's where we want to come back to the, the Virgo, like the little things, the little adjustments. Okay, if I just take care of this one little thing, okay, and then this one little thing, like then it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. And, and knowing that as we take care of those little things, those little adjustments, that can actually make a big difference. Okay, and that's really the only angle, you know, the only um, aspect with this full moon is Saturn. That's the only planet that this full moon is really interacting with. But Saturn is making an interesting angle to Mars. Um, so Mars moves into Libra just before this full moon. And Mars is going to be in Libra. Mars is in Libra August 27th until October 11th or 12th, depending on your time zone. And, you know, Libra is not Mars's favorite place to be because... Uh, Mars, the sacred masculine, is in Venus's sign, the sacred feminine. Libra is ruled by Venus. And so this is where um, Mars, you know, planet of action and direction and assertion, this is where Mars could become more wishy-washy or there was something in the card description that made me think of that Mars in Libra um, uh, trust does not mean acting blindly without awareness or waiting without action. That could be Mars in Libra. Um, sometimes there can be an indecisiveness or sort of fence sittingness with Libra. And we also have the South Node in Libra now, which could bring out more of those shadow Libra tendencies. But um, but the the kind of higher expression of Mars in Libra is taking action to create more balance more peace, more love, more harmony, more beauty. And so again, it's not about, I mean, there, there, there can be something useful in the pause to consider and consider what would be proper action, but not to, you know, stop altogether or overthink and especially overthinking um, what other people will think about what, how you act, which is part of the South Node in Libra and now Mars in Libra being overly concerned about what other people think. Okay, so with this um, angle that Mars and Saturn are making, they're in a quincunx, um, an angle, and that's an angle of adjustment. Again, we're back to this adjustment theme. And I think it's interesting because Mars and Saturn are traditionally the two malefics, um, ooh, malefic, bad. <laughs> That's not bad. I don't see them as bad at all. I don't see anything as good or bad astrologically. But the essence of, malef of the malefic planets is that they are about decrease. And, you know, since this is a full moon in Pisces, there's something to release. There's something to let go of. There's something to surrender and dissolve. And here's, you know, Mars, the other planet of, you know, decrease in the sense of cutting away, like what needs to be cut away or let go of in order to experience more harmony, more beauty, more balance, Libra. And I think it's interesting, too, because Libra, as I said, is ruled by Venus and Pisces, where Saturn and the moon are, that, that's the sign of Venus's exaltation. So there's a lot of Venus vibe going on here. Venus, planet of receiving. How are we receiving? How are we loving? How are we receiving love? Um, but also, of course, Venus is the planet that 
most most connects us with relationship and so and venus is stopped or venus is retrograde and getting ready to start moving forward again on september 3rd so she's at the degree of her station she's she's parked basically she's not moving she's stationary so there's a lot of questions around relationship right so mars and libra wanting to move forward with relationship but Venus is like, I don't <laughs> we're not quite ready to move forward yet. And I think what this Mars, Libra, Quincunx to Saturn and Pisces is, is kind of reminding us of like, okay, as we're getting ready to maybe move forward in a new direction in relationship land, this is a time to really pay attention to our relationship with spirit, Pisces, which is our ultimate relationship. And we could also think about that as our relationship with ourself, our deep self. But how do we relate to life? How do we relate to the the whole? How do we relate to God, goddess, the divine? Um, and and so in order to know how to move forward with our you know human relationships, um, and certainly Venus retrograde brings up relationships of all kinds. This isn't just about romantic relationships, but all kinds of relationships. Um, and again, there's a lot of questions and confusion and uh, not we don't have all the pieces yet. But this is I think this is really saying let's really pay attention to our relationship with spirit. That's that's where we do have power right now. Um, and yeah, and again, we don't, you know, well, let's say how we move forward with our human relationships depends on that that deep inner relationship or that deep relationship to spirit. And, and that's where we want to. Yeah, that's, I think, the sort of resolution point of this quincunx. OK, so then I want to look at Jupiter because Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces in modern astrology. They say it's Neptune. I like traditional rulers because I'm so traditional. Um, so let's look at Jupiter. And Jupiter is in a really powerful placement. Jupiter is at 15 degrees of Taurus, which is the exact center of Taurus. And 15 Taurus is the Beltane degree. In other words, when the sun is at 15 degrees of Taurus, that's the cross-quarter holy day of Beltane. And Beltane is the celebration of fertility and the beauty of nature and that's when couples would make love in the fields on the earth to ensure abundant crops right this is a big you know springtime blessing and jupiter one of the benefics jupiter and venus are the two benefic planets all about increase jupiter in taurus this is this very abundant fertile creative very you know powerful placement and Jupiter is also stationing. Jupiter is going to turn retrograde just after this full moon on September 4th. Um, and so there's this, you know, so many planets are already retrograde. And then we've got Jupiter about to go retrograde. It's, it's this like pregnant pause kind of energy. And Jupiter in Taurus Again, you know, this this brings up the self-worth theme again. Um, Taurus, the sign of self-worth. Um, and Jupiter and Taurus, this can be like a very strong desire and long, like that longing for abundance and feeling good and, you know, wanting that increase, the benefics or increase. And, um, and it's stopped. So... Uh, so things aren't happening as or manifesting as quickly as we might want them. Um, and um, as Jupiter is standing there stationing, it's in a square. We have this red line going over to Venus, Venus in Leo stationing while well, still retrograde, but at the degree of her station. So Venus and Jupiter are in a square in this angle of tension, the two benefics, the two planets of increase, the two planets that have a lot to do with desire. I mean, especially in Leo and Taurus. I want it. I want it big. I want it beautiful. I want it all. So these two planets interacting is bringing up a lot of desire and um, 
longing and they're in this kind of standoff with each other as they're both stationary it's this very weird setup and they're gonna be um squaring each other like through the middle of September because they're both stopped and just as Venus starts moving forward on September 3rd right after that within 24 hours Jupiter starts moving backwards so they're just like stuck in this square together um so what you know on the one hand right it's bringing up like what do we want what are and also the sense of attachment because they're both in fixed signs Taurus and Leo which are both signs of attachment and there's this kind of holding pattern or even like I don't know like a sense of resistance or standoff or um, stuckness stubbornness like when it comes to our desire nature and what we want and how we want it and why isn't it happening yet. Um, and there's something really productive about just being with those energies, being with that desire and being with, like I feel like part of what what wants to sort of break through, because um, Uranus is hanging out nearby and we have this potential breakthrough energy. There is a breakthrough around receptivity, how we receive, how we create, like um, bringing in a new way to create or a new openness to how much we're allowed to have. And so this is a time where, you know, again, like strong retro energy, really putting a focus on our inner worlds as the outer world isn't manifesting happening moving as quickly as we want it to um there's but there's a lot there's a lot that we can adjust or readjust or rework on the inner level so there's something very productive and powerful about just being with the the sort of big stuckness of this venus jupiter square and feeling into it and feeling into what's this really asking of me? Like, like, how do I expand my reality? How can I expand that from the inside out? How can I increase my sense of worthiness and receptivity and magnetism? You know, I think of uh, Venus, maybe especially Venus and Leo as being very magnetic, like drawing to us what we want, what we need, um, not having to go uh, hunt after it or hunt it down and drag it back you know it was like we can just call it in so w this is a time to really work on that um, magnetism and being you know being in the energy or the vibration of what it is that we're calling to us really powerful because you know again this is Jupiter at the Beltane degree like this fertility and creativity and abundance and when Venus and Jupiter will be exactly squaring each other Venus will be at 15 degrees of Leo which is the Lamas degree another cross-quarter holy day this the very center of Leo season um, and that's the first harvest so you know the, there's there's a lot of goodness that is on its way that's not quite ready to come into being yet but we can call it into being through our inner you know how we are holding that how we are relating to our own desire nature and our own sense of havingness um so yeah a lot of inner shifts that are that are happening here like break a lot of like inner breakthroughs here and Uranus coming back to Uranus in in the chart here which is close to Jupiter there as the the two planets are as close together as they're going to get this year because now Uranus going retrograde and Jupiter about to go retrograde but they're they're going to come together in April of next year every 13 years Jupiter and Uranus come together and that is a huge, you know, thing of Jupiter as the principle of amplification and abundance and blessing and Uranus, radical change, innovation, creativity. Um, this is happening. They will still be in Taurus when this happens next April. Um, and Taurus, you know, in, the, in mundane astrology, Taurus represents finances, money, financial system. So, you know, we're already seeing a lot of stirring around digital currency and changes in financial markets and all of that. And, and I would 
suspect that next April will be like a pretty massive time in terms of those changes. But on a personal level, this is really like mega breakthrough moment in terms of our own worthiness and havingness and creative power and cre- you know quantum leaping into that more beautiful world our hearts know is possible as Charles Eisenstein says um, so they're they're close now but not not meeting up yet um, but what's cool is that Mercury, like coming back to this retrograde Mercury, Mercury is now at 19 degrees of Virgo, go in retrograde. And let me just say that this Mercury retrograde um, is in effect between, or Mercury is retrograde between August 23rd and September 15th. But we continue to be in the shadow or under the influence of Mercury retrograde until September 30th. And this is, you know, Mercury's in its home sign. It's very powerful in Virgo. I don't, you know, Mercury retrograde is not like anything terrible or disastrous to get all freaked out about. It's more like, okay, I got to back up. I got to slow down. I got to pay attention. I got to take care of what I've been, you know, what I was avoiding. I got to attend to the details. But this is Mercury, you know, quite functional in its home sign. And I think a time when we could really um, find some solutions to old problems. It's a great time for simplifying and streamlining, becoming more efficient, more effective, more productive. So this is, and you know, and, and getting some clarity, getting clarity about um, stuff from the past, cleaning up the past. Um, and like I said before, like completing unfinished business is a big one. Okay, so Mercury at the full moon, Mercury is forming a trine, an angle of harmony and flow and ease. Exactly, it is harmonizing with both Jupiter and Uranus, but it's trining the exact midpoint between Jupiter and Uranus. In other words, Jupiter's at 15 degrees, Uranus is at 23 degrees, halfway between the two is 19 degrees, excuse me, 19 degrees of Taurus, exact harmony with Mercury at 19 degrees of Virgo. Okay, so this is like the ability to, you know, see things, Mercury, our perception, our mind, to see things in a radically new way that changes everything and, and brings us, you know, the abundance and the blessings. And I think a lot of the shift in perception does have to do with our own worthiness and lovability and havingness. And and actually, you know, just on a very kind of mundane level, like maybe some new insight into our finances, a new way of seeing our money, our possessions, our stuff, Taurus, um, but also new, it could be new perspectives on love, Taurus ruled by Venus. Um, so there's a lot of, yeah, th- I think this is very productive in terms of our understanding and perception, getting a higher perspective, seeing things in a new way. And that is part of the the gift of Mercury retrograde is um, a, a new yeah, our minds working differently. So we get to see things differently and, and differently, especially in terms of the intuitive mind. Like again, our, our analytical mind is not so powerful when Mercury is retrograde, but our intuitive mind is extra strong. Um, and again, this could also be really digesting Virgo, some of these big changes, Jupiter, Uranus that have been happening and um, synthesizing and integrating, integrating these changes into our daily life. Um, so yeah, big time of, again, the, the adjustment, the adjustment theme here. And Mercury, while Mercury is harmonizing with Uranus and Jupiter, it's also forming a quincunx. Here we are again in quincunx land or in conjunct, um, making that weird angle exactly with Chiron and Aries. Chiron's at 19 degrees of Aries and Mercury at 19 degrees of Virgo. And let me just say that this, I mean, quincunxes in general, and we've got, you know, two of them, two powerful quincunxes at this full moon. Quincunxes just feel weird. It just feels like, uh, something feels a little off. And and that's where we don't want to just like, well, I can't do anything because I just feel kind of weird. You know, it's not, it's not like we want to totally shut down and our weirdness is kind of like, no, there, we, we can keep moving forward and just kind of being with that 
like okay it's not perfect right Virgo wants to make it perfect it's not perfect but it's it's good enough and we can keep you know keep doing our thing here but just know that there might be some kind of weird off feelings and again adjustment how you know how can we make little adjustments that can help us to feel better or help things flow more smoothly and the quincunx is also specifically associated with work and health and this is a big full moon for health issues because as i mentioned the virgo pisces axis is the axis of health and healing so it's when you know and, and this is what's true for every full moon is that every full moon can be a time when symptoms exacerbate right that um this is something uh medical astrologers know and work with like full moons like really um like the fluids in the body are more active or whatever something in the body is more active and symptoms arise and you know and that can be helpful because this is when the body is speaking to us and can we trust the body and understand the body's messages um and listen and make the necessary adjustments so this and the fact that mercury the ruler of virgo is also interacting with chiron the wounded healer again even more so um, this can be a full moon that's a lot about health and healing. And, um, and I think there's something, you know, with Chiron traveling so close to the North Node for many months, um, something, you know, some really powerful opportunities for self-healing and, and especially healing our sense of identity. And I think, you know, this full moon in Pisces, this is about, you know, expanding beyond the little me identity the little separate self and into our more expansive selves, which I think is part of the healing for Chiron and Aries. Um, but also there's something about healing our sense of personal power, our confidence, um, just our trust in our own bodies and our own instincts. And, you know, and this is a time of maybe, maybe integrating some of those changes, um, maybe making some adjustments in Virgo land around our diet, around our self-care practices um, to honor our life force and energy Aries and to better, um, to better um, strengthen ourselves. You know, Aries is about being strong and vital and powerful. So how can we make those little adjustments in our daily Virgo routines and rituals to better support that? Um, so yeah, I think that's what I have to say here about this full moon. And I have, oh yeah, been talking for 52 minutes. And um, yeah, so adjustments, releasing, feeling the feelings, um, a lot of healing potential, breakthrough potential, and remembering to really ask for support from the other side that is very available here and remembering to um, have that spaciousness and quiet to be able to listen to the deeper messages that are coming through, um, to listen to the dreams, what's what are my what are my guides trying to tell me through those strange messages those little whispers coming through um we want to be quiet enough to hear them all right so um wishing you a really healing and revelatory and expansive full moon and sending a lot of love bye for now <laughs>